What's going on everybody? How we doing? Sammy V here, Millennial Stories with Sammy V, episode number six. Got Ryan Rayo on here today and I'm excited about this program today. Um, look, if you're a first time viewer, um, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Um, that way you can get, when I upload um, new interviews and new stories with other millennials that are absolutely crushing it, um, you can get it right away. Um, also, the only thing, I, I interview people on this show like Ryan, um, who are extremely successful in what they're doing. Um, they have inspiring stories and they're no doubt going to add value to your life. So um, what I charge for this is please just share this with a friend. If you find value in this show, you find value in this interview, um, go ahead and um, share it with a friend. That way I can help grow this, you can help me grow this organically. So like I said, we got Ryan Rayo on today. I'm absolutely excited to have you on. Thanks for coming on, brother. Excited to be here. Appreciate it. Um, I've known Ryan for, I don't know, what do you say? Four or five years. Four or five years. Yeah. Now, so um, Ryan, you're an entrepreneur. Yep. Um, so tell tell us kind of about what you do right now. So I'm the principal of Apex Franchise Development Group. Apex Franchise Development is a consulting firm, uh, mostly specializing in the franchise industry. We work with businesses at an inflection point of growth. They might be looking: Do we continue to grow organically? Do we take on capital? and or do we franchise. I go in, help the business owner understand is franchising for them, and if so, we work together to build out the franchise model for the business. Very cool, very cool. How did you come up with that idea? How did you get into that? How long have you been doing it? I've been in franchising really since I got out of college, which was about four or five years ago now when, when we first met. Uh, during college, uh, my dad actually became a franchisee of a local brand in Northeast Ohio called Romeo's Pizza, uh, which is one of the best pizza in America. It's been featured on the it Food is Network. Really, it is really good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, good, good, good pizza brand for sure. So um, started to learn the industry, um, you know, through my dad's relationship being a franchisee. After school, once I graduated, I, you know, wanted to be in sales, I wanted to be in an environment where I can control my own destiny, much like an entrepreneur. Um, and I had an opportunity to, to get into franchise sales with, with Romeo's Pizza. So that was about five years ago. Fast forward now, um, I've, always, I've always known I wanted to become an entrepreneur, start my own business. I never knew what I was going to be in, but I always knew that was my path. And I've always thought in my head, uh, I would get into an industry, get some experience, and then carve out my niche, what I enjoy doing, put some people around me with you know, different skill sets, and you know, create a business around it. So that's really what Apex is, the evolution of, of what I've learned the past four or five years being in this industry. Hmm. That's awesome. So you, um, when you're in franchise sales, so does that mean you're selling franchises or you're uh, Tell me, what is franchise sales? Yeah, so franchise sales and, and development, I would say. So um, Apex, as I mentioned, we're working with growing brands. So working with a growing brand, they may be thinking once again, hey, do we bring on outside capital? Do we continue to grow organically? Do we franchise? So we go in, help them understand what is franchising, if franchising is for them, and if we engage one another, it's a very aligned interest model performance base. Mm -hmm. So if we're able to be mutually successful, grow the business, uh, then we both benefit. So really our, our niche and, and real skill set is the franchise sales side. And what franchise sales is, is working with a brand, identifying who is the perfect candidate 
So to a lot of listeners today, uh, you might be interested in entrepreneurship. Franchising is certainly a path to entrepreneurship. Right. So every brand um, we help carve out, who is that ideal franchise owner? You know, from the demographic makeup to what their background is, what are they interested in, uh, where are they located, where they like to open up a business, you know, what's their capital level. So through our marketing strategy, our vetting strategy, and the franchise sales process, uh, we help bring candidates to the table uh, where it's a mutual fit, you know, win-win, if you will. Um, the right franchisee for the right brand, and together, uh, you know, working together under the same brand name, um, and hopefully, uh, you know, creating success for one another. Right, right. So I, I, I applaud you, man, because um, you went into, you knew you wanted, to, always wanted to be an entrepreneur, and I can totally relate with that. Like, I guess I didn't really know I wanted to be an entrepreneur or work for myself probably until I was 20, 21 years old. I didn't always know that. I. I played soccer growing up and that was like all I ever cared about or thought about but um, but I think so many young people and it's not, I'm not saying don't do this but like so many young people they just want to like quit their job right now um, or as soon as they leave college they just want to jump into entrepreneurship which is not I mean that could be your path but to go even though you had that itch to go and work for five years within you know that industry within sales and etc and to be able to learn an industry before you start your own business, I think that is a smart way to go. Do you think, um, like, what you learned in franchising and working for Romeo's Pizza and that type of thing, um, do you think, what do you, how much of that has helped you now in owning your own business within obviously the same type of industry? Yeah, I mean, quite a bit. Uh, you know, the principles of franchising uh, relate to, you know, any business. Um, so we're, we're looking for the same components and franchising is just a way to scale scale your business. So what I've seen working with multiple brands in the franchise industry is, you know, certain uh, best practices of business, I would say, uh, which, uh, you know, if, if you execute on them, hopefully you find success in your business. Uh, so some of those best practices that I've brought with me into Apex, um, I think one of the most important things is, you know, having, having a niche um, you know, not being everything to everyone, mm -hmm. understanding, you know, this is what we're the best at. And I truly believe, you know, there's a specific part of the industry that, that I'm the best at um, in the franchise industry. And if you don't, um, you know, it's going to be tough to have that passion and, and uh, you know, be able to have clients to buy into you. Um, I also think providing a guarantee. So, mm -hmm. for instance, at Apex, um, or very performance driven. So if we work with a brand and we can't deliver a franchise sale, we'll refund part of what we've made um, working with that client because it's so performance driven. Um, we're, we're guaranteeing we're going to build their business through franchising. So we have a very strong vetting process um, of finding brands that we truly believe we can hmm. scale. Um, and some of the components we're looking for, which once again I carry over to my business, um, is having the right leadership team uh, because you know all right, so you've probably heard stories of private equity getting involved in businesses and you know one of the uh, the, the things private equity brings the most uh, investments in addition to capital is a leadership team so um, very few leaders uh, at least what I've seen have what it takes uh, for that paradigm shift in, in roles and responsibilities to go from um, running a small business to 
you know, running a franchise corporation or even a, a much larger business, even mm -hmm. if you're not franchising. So I think, you know, having the right people is, is the most important bit component for any business. Having a leader who's 100% dedicated to the success of that business, who wakes up every day thinking about it, goes to bed every night thinking about it, mm -hmm. uh, you know, is driven, understands his industry at a high level, uh, and, and truly can be a leader for the team uh, to understand know this is this is what it takes today this what's might take in the future and be able to to make those shifts and growth internally to bring the company forward yeah yeah now what was like what was the process then of starting your own business how old are you 27 27 so when did you start your business when you're 26 26 26 yeah yep, about nine ten months ago okay um, so about nine ten months ago what was that process like leaving a full-time job that probably was good pay I don't know what but you know, probably a decent pay to lead that and to dive into starting your own business. What was that like? Kind of walk us through that process. Yeah, so um, like I said, I, I always knew um, I wanted to start my own business. It was just a matter of identifying what's it going to be. Um, so I, I was working with uh, a fantastic concept. Its name is Balance Grill. Uh, they're out of Toledo, Toledo Ohio. Uh, they're actually currently ranked the number five fast casual concept in the country, same list as Shake Shack, Chipotle, um, okay. Panera Bread. So I mean, you know, high in up in the country. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah, national recognition. So I was working with that concept, and um, I saw this opportunity in you know to create Apex, uh, service a number of brands, not just one. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, with our suite of services, you know, development related, growing businesses, driving enterprise value. Uh, so I approached the, the team at Balance and. I was gracious enough to uh, be able to keep them as my first client. So mm. went from an exclusive role to my first client, and then from there built out Apex. Very cool. So you almost you almost had your first in a way client or customer before you even started started the business. I did. Yeah, yeah. Launched it. Um, you know, kept kept the brand I was working with, Balance Girl, still working to this day. Uh, hope be working with them for a long time. Fantastic brand, great leadership team. Uh, so, you know, had, had a great opportunity, work with them and, and parlayed that into my first client. That's awesome because I think, um, I was actually the second guy I've had on this podcast. He, uh, he's an entrepreneur, took a business from $1,000 investment to $7 million in revenue in the last four or five years. And he was telling, he told a story about how um, he was doing a speech at Ashland University where he went to school and a guy said, hey, I want to start a restaurant. And and, um, but I'm gonna have to get like a $200,000 bank loan. And Alex goes, well, you know, what if, how can we start that business for $1,000? So maybe you get a food truck. Mm -hmm. um, and you go out, you get a food truck, you see A, if people like your food, if you, know, if you like being behind the grill, if you like, just at your concept works. Mm -hmm. And um, unfortunately, the student wasn't open to it, but he was like, the one thing that I think a lot of young people or just people that going into business, the mistake that they make is they don't prove the concept first. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just a, that's a good example of you knew the concept that you were doing mm -hmm. and that A, you were confident in your ability to do it because you had been doing it for years, but mm -hmm. then you had just done it for, what was it called? What's the company called? Balance Grill. Balance Grill. Yep. Um, and you actually proven that concept to work before you dove in to 
complete entrepreneurship and owning your own business, which is a scary world. You know, what I mean? especially when you're first getting started, you have there's so many unknowns. Mm -hmm. So, what's what's one of the hardest things that you're experiencing right now, being a new full-time entrepreneur? Yeah, definitely. So, um, my business model is very long-term. It's a partnership, as I mentioned, very performance-driven. So. We engage with brands that are merging. You know, you, you might have one location, you might have 10. Even some are mobile, so there is no physical location, just moves around in the territory. Mm -hmm. So um, we're aligned, all rowing in the same direction, if you will, uh, to grow the business. So starting out, um, there isn't a ton of revenue coming into the business to you know, compensate uh, guys like myself um, a lot of money, but that's mm -hmm. okay, because we wanna find the next national or international brand we can't create I'm, I'm, I'm not the guy who creates the brands I just help them grow mm. so um, you know I want to find those concepts help them grow and if we do it to collectively together uh, that's really where um, we monetize our business at a high level once we get the business growing so to be able to find the brand engage with the brand uh, build out the franchise structure um, create the infrastructure necessary, be able to find franchise candidates who would be a good fit for a brand. It's a long cycle, um, you know, short, short, shortest it could probably be is 24 months. So wow. to, to engage with a brand today, to get it to where monetizing at a high level, um, you know, you're probably 24 months away. So uh, just always keeping that end vision in mind mm. of, of, you know, knowing where you're going. Um, but that's where I want to be because I, I want to be performance driven. But um, you know, starting out a business, it's it's um, you know there is no immediate gratification. There there are no shortcuts. Yeah. Uh, so it's just getting every day grinding and, and knowing you know that's coming um, and having fulfillment in, in what you're doing right. every day. How do you keep that? You said kind of keeping the vision for you you know for your business in mind. Is there certain things that you do because you know if you know, a long term, if you can help, you know, a brand or two or three grow to the level that you know you can help them grow to. When that happens, it's going to be financially pretty rewarding. Mm -hmm. But it's not until you get there. So how do you? So I would imagine sometimes. I mean, I do this too, where I'm like, you know, so I'm growing a private soccer training business. I'm trying to grow this podcast. You know, I'm writing a book. There's a lot of energy I'm putting into things that isn't giving me any sort of financial reward. Mm -hmm. And um, currently, mm -hmm. um, or it's not giving me very much. Mm -hmm. But I know if I continue to do what I'm doing, two, three, four, five years down the road, it will. Mm -hmm. So sometimes, I know for me, sometimes I'm like, man, I might just go back to what I was doing. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I'm like, man, I could go back to making good money, mm -hmm. you know, even though it's not going to be what I want long term. Mm -hmm. It may satisfy me right now. So, mm -hmm. how do you keep um, that vision, those goals in, in mind on a daily basis? Or, you know, do you have some sort of ritual that you do? Or mm -hmm. I write them down. I mean, it's pretty simple. So, I know where I need to be, what metrics I need to hit in order to hit, hit my, my end goal, my vision, if you will. So, um, you know, I have one-year goals, three-year goals, five-year goals, and, and quarterly, I write down my KPIs, my metrics I need to achieve to hit that goal. It's mm -hmm. kind of like my roadmap, you know. I know um, I'm on the right path or I'm not on the right path from a quarterly standpoint. Um, I'm a big believer in the book Traction. It's one of my favorite business books. If, Traction? Yep, yep. Okay. If, if you've never read it, I highly recommend it, but um, they call it rocks. So if you push these rocks... Um, you know, 
on a quarterly basis. Um, you have your own vision in mind. The rocks are progressing to your vision. You'll you'll get there. Mm -hmm. um, so you just you need to you know write it down, track it, um, and have you know realistic, um, smart goals, if you will, for your business. Uh, it's effective for me, at least so far, um, and it keeps me understanding. You know, I'm on the right path. I'm mm -hmm. achieving what I need to in order to accomplish, you know, what I want to accomplish in the future. Yeah. Yeah, it's so important. Um, I started writing my goals down probably about a year and a half ago, almost every day. Mm -hmm. um, and it's like, it's amazing too how many of them come true. Mm -hmm. Like when you say, I want to accomplish it by this date, all of them happen, but like it's amazing. Like all of a sudden by that day, it's like, yep. I remember the first time I wrote down, so it's like three, four years ago, I had no money and I was like, I'm tired of having no money in this bank account. Mm -hmm. I said, a year from now, I'm going to have $5,000, mm -hmm. just five grand. Mm -hmm. And I wrote it down, and it was like it was middle, it was May 9th, I believe, but I believe this was in like April. I didn't have anywhere close to five thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and I was like trying. I was working hard. I was trying to save. I and literally, I looked at my bank account on May 9th of the next year, and I had five thousand, like a little over five thousand dollars, like five thousand five dollars. And I was just like, work. This works. Yeah, I'm like, this is amazing. Definitely. So, um, now you say you've always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Did you do like, did you have something you as a kid like that made you think I want to be an entrepreneur? Did you you say your dad is your dad an entrepreneur or what kind of got you in that mindset? Yeah, I think uh, I, you know certainly um, from my upbringing, but um, a lot of it was internally as well. I. Uh, I was very into golf, you know, played collegiate golf. That's where I think we met. Um, I had a dream of, of becoming a professional golfer. So uh, working at golf courses every summer, uh, you see gentlemen out there who are, you know, 30, 40, 50 years old. It's a Tuesday afternoon at, at noon and, and they're out playing golf. You know, mm -hmm. they're not in the office. So I thought that's pretty cool. You know, how are these guys caught, doing? Caught on to that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How, how are these guys doing that? <laughs> I want to do that. Did you ever go up and talk to him and be like, "Oh, definitely, definitely. Hey, what do you do?" Yeah, definitely. So, um, yeah, what I did, what I realized, and and I think one thing I've always been very skilled at is building a network. Um, you know, when I graduated college, I was fortunate enough to have, you know, eight job offers to be specific. And eight. Eight. Yeah. In, wow. In individual big companies. Okay, had, let's stop yeah. right there and let's go through that because, um, how did you how did you have eight job offers? Network. That's network. it. Yeah, I. I worked at a golf course, as I said, uh, reached out to people I knew, um, people I admired, mentors, if you will, built up a lot of, you know, rapport relationships just through golf, through working at the course, uh, they knew my character, they knew my mm. work ethic, and, um, you know, once I graduated from school, I uh, reached out to my network, and um, I had eight, eight job interviews, talked to eight companies, got an offer of all of them. Um, did you have to apply to any of them, or did you just... Just, just talk to someone I knew high up. Yeah. Connect me to interview uh, group or whoever brought my resume in. So and you didn't go to Monster.com or anything. No, no, <laughs> no. Didn't didn't do much. Um, yeah. Uh, I had some help, you know, actually at Notre Dame College with career services with uh, resume work, but um, it was and I'm not, you know, obviously saying that to brag, but it's just network. I, I mean, I'm I don't feel like. I'm special compared to anyone else, but I also didn't feel that 
the people I met on the golf course when I was a young kid were special in, in, in a unique way. They uh, took a risk, started their own business, you know, went to law school, you know, became a doctor, um, and they were fortunate enough to create a lifestyle they wanted, and I wanted that same lifestyle in the future. So reached out to those people, and uh, kind of my network has, has taken me where I am today. That's so awesome. So look, if you're in college, all right, um, don't go to monster.com and apply to jobs. Build a network yeah. because it is, it's, everything is about who you know, your ability to make a good impression on people, having good character and integrity, integrity and having the willingness to ask for help when you need it, especially, Definitely. you know. Um, so the most important thing, mo I say the most important skill is people skills. Mm -hmm. Like, because if you could build a network of people that you know that can help you, mm -hmm. and that you can also help as well. I mean, give first, but you know, when you build that network. So I think that's, dude, that's, that's phenomenal. That's a great story. I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. That's why I came. Yeah. So um, what's, what do you think is a key in, in networking then, um, to have the network that you have? You know, obviously it's grown since you graduated college. You graduated about five years ago, mm -hmm. so it's, it's grown since then. What's been your, what's a, what do you think is maybe a quick tip or a key in networking and building those connections? I think it's adding value to others first and foremost. Um, and I've always had a plan. So I graduated from college. I went to any and every networking event I could find. And I had some success, but I didn't have success at the same time. Uh, what I started to realize is I needed a plan going to those events. So mm -hmm. I started only attending networking events where there was someone there I wanted to get in front of, and I got in front of them. I had a plan. This is my purpose and outcome for attending this event. So you prepared before? Yeah, yeah. I, I, it wasn't uh, you know preparing at a high level. It's just saying, who do I want to get in front of, and where are these people going to be? They're going to be an event I can get to. I'm going to do that to get in front of them. And I was fortunate enough to get in front of a lot of high-level people and, and people I still have in my network today. Um, but I've also added value to a lot of people um, in my short professional career, if you will. Um, if you help others, um, it, you know, it will take care of itself in the end. So I think adding value is the biggest thing and, and have a plan. Who do you want to get in front of? What's the reason you want to get in front of them? What are you looking for and, and how can you help them? Right. So, so what does adding value look like to you? Uh, maybe they're trying to get in touch with someone. Uh, maybe they have a pain point, personally, professionally, that you can address. Uh, you know, maybe they really just want to be a mentor and help others. And, mm -hmm. and truly adding value is them just helping you because they feel good about it. It could be a lot of different things. And you don't know, every situation is different, but you got to go into um, meeting someone new of, you know, how can I help you? You know, not what's in it for me. What can I do to help you? What can I do to bring you value? What are you looking for? Uh, are you are you trying to get in connection with a certain in contact with a certain person? Do you need this? Do you need that? How can I help? And if people feel, I I'm, I feel like this at least. If people are trying to help you, I want to help them. Just mm -hmm. just in, in turn, and it's um, you know, it's kind of like the the platinum rule, if if you will, treat others how they would like to be treated, not how you would like to be treated, the difference with the golden rule. So treat others how they would like to be treated, get to know them, uh, try to add value to them somehow, some way, mm -hmm. and over time, it pays off for all parties. Yeah. So do you go into then, 
do you go into meeting somebody saying, how can I help you? Or do you, um, or are you just go in there with that mindset and then through conversation try to pick up ways that you can help them? Uh, what's your... Definitely, yeah. Yeah, casual conversations, just, you know, asking questions. You gotta ask questions, obviously. Mm -hmm. Get to know them personally, professionally, what's going on, you know, what's your biggest challenge you're facing right now, um, you know, how to start your business, all those kinds of things. You start to understand this is where they're at currently, this is where they might need help, and mm -hmm. if you can help them, um, and th they'll want to help you, too. Yeah. It's so true. I just got off the phone with the, uh, I've been trying to grow my private training business, especially this summer, because in the fall I'm going to be playing college soccer. I'm not going to have a lot of time to work, so I need to like do as much as I can this summer as possible. And um, I got in touch with this guy that I went and did coach for for free. I coached uh, like a little camp for free for him mm -hmm. and just gave. And um, I didn't even get his number, but I got his number through somebody else. And when I talk to him, he goes, oh, I'll absolutely help you get clients. I'll absolutely help you do this because you came out and served the community and helped me out first. Yep. Yep. And you didn't ask for anything. Yep. And so um, I think that's just so important, giving first mm -hmm. in, in, in networking. I think a lot of times, at least when I first left school, I was always like, what's in it for me? Yep. What, what can I get out of this? You know, you know, it's all about me, my goals, my dreams, my everything. It's never about anybody else, and doesn't. Yeah, doesn't work. Yeah, definitely. Doesn't I mean, work. why I'm here today? I I admired what you've been doing, working hard, trying to build up. You know, these things uh, professionally that you know could uh, and and probably will create um, a great brand around what you're trying to achieve with your books and podcasts. I'm here to help, you know, and, and hopefully add value, and um, you know that's what it's about, definitely. Right, I appreciate that. Um, what do you, where do you see yourself in in, in five ten years? Uh, it's a good question. Do you I play golf every day. Yeah, or? no. <laughs> um, I think uh, just just biggest thing is I want to work with great brands and people I, I like working with. Um, you know, financially, I, I certainly have benchmarks I want to achieve, um, but. You know, if I can help create wealth uh, through with with others through franchising, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's the best thing for me, and, and it's just a lot of fun seeing brands go from a couple locations to nationwide, sometimes internationally. Doing some international work right now too, uh, and you know, it not only creates wealth for the people started the concept, but everyone who buys into it as a franchisee, and you start to create that network once again they're going to come back to you and say, you know, hey, Ryan, what's next? Because mm -hmm. you put me in a good spot. I made a great return on my investment. I like what I'm doing, and I want to follow you to the next concept. So I, I, I guess I just want to achieve um, putting people in the right place, creating win-win scenarios for mm -hmm. the brand, for the franchisee, and, uh, you know, hopefully create a, a good name for uh, myself, our company, uh, in the franchise community because it's a very tight-knit community and um, you know just have a lot of fun doing it too yeah you love what you do yeah I'll do it. definitely yeah definitely what's um what's been the biggest thing you've learned being a full-time entrepreneur never stops I mean if, if you wanna if you wanna get this thing going um, gotta work I mean it's uh, Gary V's of the world and, and 
and Grant Cardone's and all those guys. I mean, saying putting the work, it, it gets old and it sounds sounds like yeah, I get it, but it's true. I mean, there there is no shortcuts. There are no shortcuts. There um, um, there's no you know silver bullet, um, no magic wand. It's just a lot of hard work, and um, you know just just getting up and doing it, and making it happen. I think that's that's really the big thing for just starting your business, but it goes to your team once again, making sure you have the right people on the team uh, who can, um, you know, not only from the brand standpoint, from, but from our standpoint, who can execute mm -hmm. um, with working hard, obviously. Uh, so yeah, I think it's it's just really grit, tenacity, not giving up. Yeah. How often? How many hours a week do you think you work? I mean, you probably, I mean, you don't count on like yeah. the spreadsheet. Yeah, yeah, I, I have no idea. Probably, you know, it, it's it's seven days a week, but um, it's, you know, it's when I need to, too. I mean, I, I, I enjoy my life, you know, have downtime on the weekend, certainly from the standpoint. Um, but it's, I mean, certainly 50, 60 plus hours a week, I yeah. mean, easily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now... You said like you believe. You said earlier you believe I'm the best at this particular thing, mm -hmm. franchising specifically. Probably something specific within franchising. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like when you got into it, when you started working for um, Romeo's Pizza, um, when you got into, it, you feel like it was a niche for you? Like, hey, I'm just naturally good at this, or is it just something that a skill that you built? I think it? I think it was a little bit of everything. Um, I always knew I wanted to be in sales and. Um, kind of an individualistic role where I can, um, you know, be measured on the results I bring to the company, and franchise sales certainly is that. Uh, there's there's a lot of skills and uh, do's and don'ts to franchising, so there's a lot of intricacies, which creates a barrier of entry from, you know, a, a regular salesperson who wants to mm -hmm. come out and get into it. Uh, the the other thing is, I I think. Um, you know, I, I just really enjoy uh, truly getting to know people, and that's really what franchise sales is. Mm. It's it's doing due diligence um, from the from the concept onto the prospect, and helping the prospect due diligence on the brand to create a, a good win-win fit. Um, my objective is not to go out and sell a franchise and force it down someone's throat. It's really to award a franchise. You know, find the right candidate and. Uh, they should feel ecstatic that they're being awarded a franchise in this brand and we should feel good that we found the right candidate mm. uh, versus you know, a high-pressure used car salesman type approach where you're forcing them to, to sign on the dotted line. Uh, it's, it's just providing value, if you will, education to both parties, doing our homework, uh, long courting process to make sure we're finding the right candidate for the brand. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, did you grow up in Cleveland? You grew up in Cleveland. I grew up in. Well, I was born in Massachusetts, but I've been I've been in Cleveland since I was nine. So Cleveland's home. What uh, What part of Massachusetts? Uh, Worcester. Worcester. Okay. Forty minutes outside of Boston or so. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So are you Boston or Cavs? Cavs. Okay. Cavs. <laughs> yeah. Cleveland's home. Yeah. 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 What would be a um, What would be a piece of advice for? Um, somebody in their 20s and 30s, um, maybe specifically somebody just coming out of college, but let's just say 20s and 30s, and growing your career, and just 
growing their career, what would be your biggest piece of advice for them? It's network. I really think the strength of your network is uh, the strength of, of your business career. Uh, if you have a great network, uh, good things are going to happen, I truly believe. Um, you know, it takes a lot of work once again. You know, there's, there's never shortcuts, but uh, I think if you have a good work, work ethic, um, if you have strong ethics, you know, a good core value makeup, uh, you truly try to help others, and you pair that with a strong network, you're going to do great things in life. Mm. That's great. That's awesome. I, I totally agree with you, man. I think it's, you have to develop in your ability with people. Mm -hmm. You know, I think it's the most important thing. Because mm -hmm. you're right, you have to work. You know, and I don't know everything by any means. I'm not even close. My favorite quote is from Socrates. He says, true wisdom is knowing that you don't really know anything. Mm -hmm. um, but if there's one thing that I do know, it is people. People, are, people have everything. Mm -hmm. Everything we want and need. Mm -hmm. They have love, friendship, money, opportunities. They have a network. Mm -hmm. They have help, doors of opportunity. And developing your ability to work with people um, I think is the most important thing. I completely agree with you on that. Do you, um, you said you read the book Traction. Are you a big reader? Do you, do you read a lot? Or not? Uh, I'm actually not a huge reader. I should be. That's, that's one of the things I'm, I, I stumble at, I guess, uh, professionally. I listen to a lot of podcasts, though. It's easy in the car, in the car quite a bit. So, like, you know, uh, Entree Leadership, um, Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, uh, just different, different people kind of in that niche, if you will. It's easy um, in the car, so I certainly get value there, but yeah. definitely more towards podcasts than books. Uh, but I, I strongly recommend the book Traction. Fantastic. Yeah, I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Do you, um, do you have a mentor or somebody that mentors you? I, I wouldn't say I have a specific mentor, um, but I probably have you know, 20, 20 very uh, successful professionals. I, I um, look up to, and, and when I say successful, it, it certainly can be measured in different ways from nonprofit to business world. Um, but different people who, um, you know, have, have added value to uh, my life and, and certainly um, helped me understood, um, you know, what it takes to be, to be successful, how you measure it once again. Uh, I have a great partnership team, too, in Apex, uh, so I'm not doing this alone. Uh, I was fortunate enough to, to go into business with, with five others. I'm, okay. I'm uh, five of us total, but uh, certainly the youngest. And, and um, but you know have have uh, some great partners who are certainly mentors too, and, and they've had a lot of success in the industry, working with brands from four to six hundred forty locations, being involved wow. in board of director roles uh, with you know uh, Fortune five hundred companies. Uh, acquiring franchise systems, serving as CEO, uh, so a wide Rolodex of, of um, you know great uh, skill sets on mm -hmm. the team, uh, which which add value and, and help bring credibility to our business as well. Yeah, what's been a um, what's been a failure of yours? Something that you struggled at and that you've been able to maybe overcome over the course of the last five years, or you can say even in your life, just yeah. in general. So I worked with a brand um, which uh, I, I thought, and I think a lot of people thought it was going to have a high level of success. Um, and you know, currently uh, I, I, th I think it's, it's struggling a little bit. I know it's struggling a little bit. I kind of saw the writing on the wall coming. Um, 
at least at least potentially and um, you know certainly learned a lot from from that situation I think people always say you, you learn most from from failures uh, yeah. so that that um, experience I think gave me uh, a great understanding of, of the do's and don'ts in franchising and, and kind of gave me a franchise MBA if you will in, in a very short period of time just seeing how things play out um, you know from how you develop from who's on the team from how are you capitalizing capitalizing the business from how are you selecting franchise owners to you know the, the, the partners you have when it comes to legal and accountancy and so on and so forth so um, you know I, I learned infrastructure is everything really mm -hmm. you know who's on the team how well capitalized the business is um, you know who is supporting the overall company and driving the ship uh, so it's, it's very important to you know, have the right infrastructure no matter the business uh, but uh, it was a great experience and um, you know certainly learned a lot from, from that yeah. situation. Did it feel like a great experience in the moment? Did you uh, always know it was or was it like? No it, it honestly was never um, uh, never I, I, I never thought it was going to be a, a failure and it's still not a failure I just um, one another thing kind of from the book traction I'm a believer that you need core values alignment and purpose alignment so what I mean by that is core values are, are how you make your decisions so um, you know are you ethical are you loving um, you know whatever your, your value system is this is how I make my decisions this is what I live right. and live and die by then your purpose is why do you get out of bed every day you know what's your why outside of making a profit if you couldn't make a dollar doing this why are you doing this mm. you know forming your purpose statement and, and that carries you on uh, through you know tough times and, and great times because this is why I'm in business this is my purpose for mm. living so having those two factors are very important uh, we try to, to carve those factors out of, of every brand we work with in Apex because we're big believers in, in purpose and in core values and having a vision working towards that uh, so um, you know some of the failures I've, I've seen uh, I think the core values and purpose were lost uh, there there might have been um, just they weren't even there they weren't talked about uh, so I think that's a very important component because you need people on the team we're all working together we're motivated by a common goal working to get to, get to an end vision and who make decisions with the same value system mm -hmm. so you have you have a value system and purpose statement within your business mm -hmm. do you have those within just your personal life yeah. individually yeah what are some of your values uh, so values is, is ethical professional um, you know I, I once again you know with, with Apex one of the reasons why I'm doing this is because I think uh, in a lot of industries there's a lot of people doing it for the wrong reasons and um, you know people think franchising is, and it's rosy sometimes it's not rosy sometimes people buy into you know Quiznos where they pop up everywhere and then they come down subways like that right now so doing it very ethically professionally and um, I would call it franchisee centric I want franchisees to make money, to be happy, to have the lifestyle they want because they're the ones putting all the skin in the game, if you will, putting their capital, 
on the table, quitting their job sometimes and, and taking a leap of faith that this franchise has their shit together and they're going to be successful doing it. So what I've seen in the industry as a whole is there's some that are very ethical, but some that aren't. And, and there's some you know, franchise brokers, if you will, out there who frankly just don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, they may think they do, but they don't. And they're very, you know, used car salesmen. Once again, they're just mm -hmm. trying to sell franchises and they think every franchise is successful and everyone's a fit. If you have a pulse and you can write a check, wow. I'll sell you a franchise. Okay. Uh, so just, just being very ethical, franchisee-centric, um, you know, trying to, to, to put people in a great place is, is really my purpose right now uh, and moving forward uh, because that's all I want to achieve is, is franchisees who are happy and successful um, because if, if you do that, everything else takes care of itself. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Um, I think that's like having, I need to do, I need to write down specific values because mm -hmm. I think the one thing about values is it's like what would you not do? Mm -hmm. I'm not willing to do this mm -hmm. no matter what. Mm -hmm. um, and it's really a long-term, it sounds like you're a long-term thinker. Mm -hmm. Like you think, you're always thinking long-term. Mm -hmm. um, which I think is important. I mean, do you, do you agree with that? Or what's, do you find yourself, you think, hey, I'm definitely a long-term thinker? Or? Yeah, definitely. I mean, that's my business model. It's long-term. I'm not in this for a quick buck and, and that's it. Um, and I'm 27 years old. I'm probably one of the youngest people, if not the youngest, in the country doing what I do, uh, at least to this extent. Uh, so I know 20 years from now, if I am ethical, if I am professional, not only that's who I am, but that's what I want to be. I put people in the right situation 20 years from now. Hopefully I'll be able to work with, with any brand I want to at any rate, and I'll have thousands of franchise owners who want to plug into the brands I'm working with because I've placed them uh, in situations where they achieved more than their wildest dreams. Mm -hmm. What do you, so you think being young is an advantage then? I do, definitely, because um, you know a lot of these leadership teams uh, are uh, of these very sexy, innovative, uh, you know, uh, technology savvy concepts are in their 30s, 20s and 30s. So a lot of the franchise development industry, franchise consultants, they have gray hairs. You know, they're, they're 40. I have some gray hairs now too, but... Um, What's they, it from? Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. A bit <laughs> um, but uh, I think it's hereditary. So, but, but, you know, 40, 56 year old franchise consultants, uh, you know, there, there might not be, once again, that, that cultural, core value, purpose fit because you're at different stages in life, you've been through different things. Uh, I think it provides me an advantage because, you know, we're, we grew up in the same generation, we can um, you know, kind of talk the same talk, we, we know what's going on um, in the world, you know, we, we have a similar lens, we're looking at it. Uh, versus, you know, someone who might be a couple generations removed, and, and I'm not trying to knock that by any means. Um, I just think, for me, I'm viewing it as an advantage mm -hmm. uh, to embrace being young, being kind of new blood in this industry, trying to do things differently, bringing a lot of, you know, passion and, and energy um, to to uh, this business, um, and, and just trying to, you know, carve up 
carve out a niche, which I don't think has really been tapped before. That's awesome. I think that's, that's, that's a great story because there's so many people, Sam Too Young, there's a lot of excuses. I've written a book called uh, The Magic of Thinking Big. Mm -hmm. You ever heard of it? I haven't. Yeah. It's a great book. It's really just like a motivational kind of, as a leader, leadership, people skills. Mm -hmm. it's, it's all, it's a lot of it's about like just thinking bigger. Mm -hmm. And um, talks about in the book excuses. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people say, I'm too young, mm -hmm. I'm too old. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you this, I personally, I thought for too long I'm too young. I'm like, I'm too young to write a book. Mm -hmm. Who am I to write a book? I don't know much. Yeah. I mean, there's people out there who know way more than me. Complete wrong way of thinking. Mm -hmm. you know? So I appreciate that about you, man. I appreciate that um, you've had the courage to even, you know, I'm the, probably the youngest person in the industry to do what I'm doing, but I'm going to do it anyways. And I actually see the positive benefit in it. I actually see how embracing this about myself um, that a lot of people may say is a negative um, is actually turning into a positive for you. And, and so I... Um, I appreciate that about you, and I also appreciate that story because I think it's going to help people that do want to become entrepreneurs or do it doesn't even not even be an entrepreneur, but it could be anything um, that that have the the limited belief of I'm too young, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. So yeah, no, I completely agree. So well, awesome, man. Um, this has been great, and I, I appreciate you coming on. Appreciate you you know being willing to um, to share a little bit about your story and uh, a little bit about what you do and everything like that. So uh, really appreciate it. Man. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Appreciate it. Um, and once again, if uh, you're a first-time viewer, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Um, whether you're finding me on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, or Stitcher, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. That way, um, when future uh, episodes get uploaded, um, you can get them right away, or you can just go back in and watch um, you know, past episodes as well. Thank you so much for watching. Share this with a friend. Um, and also, where can people find you um, on social media? Uh, I would say LinkedIn. LinkedIn's the best. Ryan Rayo, R-Y-A-N, last name R-A-O. And then on Instagram, Ryan Rayo 13 uh, either one. LinkedIn's the best, though. Big LinkedIn guy. Go follow this guy. You're going to see a ton from him. Um, moving forward, I can tell. So I appreciate you coming on again, yep. man. Thank you. And um, thank you again for watching and listening. Appreciate it.